can you just encourage any of the women out there that are still in corporate America, what are some steps that they can take to um, kind of advance in the midst of corporate America? You know, the first tip I always give is to get clarity on what you want. Can you, in these times, give us three um, pearls of wisdom that would help us to move forward in the things that we would love to do? I I think the underlying theme here is self-advocacy. So that's definitely my number one, um, practice self-advocacy. Have you ever felt the stirring in your heart that you were called to do something greater than you are doing now? Or respond to a burning desire in your heart? Or maybe make a difference in a particular area or someone's life? Or is there a restlessness that stirs in your soul? Well, I'd like to welcome you to When the Moment Chooses You podcast. I am your host, Charlene Johnson, also known as Coach Charlene. This podcast will engage in compassionate, courageous conversations because I believe in your personal development, creating and inspiring destiny moments because every heartbeat truly matters. You will hear stories of change agents and trailblazers that dare to dream and not accept the status quo. Through hearing these stories, I truly believe that it will reignite the flame of passion and move you from just talking and thinking about it to actually being about it. We are all on our journeys of self-discovery. So be empowered as we inspire you to tap into the highest expression of yourself. Let's join the podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to When the Moment Chooses You. I am your host, Coach Charlene, and I am so excited to be here today. During this month of International Women's or Women's History Month, whatever you want to call it, all I know is that women are amazing, and we are going to unpack some stories regarding women. So, oh my God, guess who I have with me? Her name is Whitney. Now, I just met Whitney, and she told me two sentences, and I'm blown away already. So, welcome to the show, Whitney. Thank you so much, Charlene. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. So, Whitney, why don't you, first of all, just tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. So, I am a career coach and professional development expert, I own a company called Harness Your Power, which is dedicated to the development and advancement of professional women. And all of this kind of came about because of my own personal experiences after a decade working in corporate America, specifically in finance, which is a very male-dominated field. Yes. Um, and, and because of my experiences really trying to climb that corporate ladder, but finding that I didn't really have the resources or the guidance or mentorship I needed in order to do that. Um, so I became that resource for other people along the way and ultimately created this company so that I could help even more professional women advance their careers and, and realize their dreams. Wow, that's pretty powerful and amazing. Now, Whitney, you have to be a disruptor to do something like this. <laughs> Absolutely. That is true. <laughs> Good. So we're going to hear a little bit more about this, but uh, just a little bit of context. Uh, the reason why I started When the Moment Chooses You really was to amplify people's voices or share stories, stories that I thought would bring um, awareness, uh, disrupt the status quo, um, really things to make you raise your voice. Like for me in 2020, when George Floyd was murdered, that was my moment that called me into it. And instead of me being silent, like I had always been, I began to start speaking up like never before. And that speaking up caused me to like emerge and to 
I mean, just to do so many wonderful things to be able to bring tra- change and transformation to those that I was around. And so why don't you tell me a little bit about the moment that you believe that chose you? And I'm sure there's several moments, but give us a couple of moments that made, I mean, that kind of made you tremble, but you leaned into it and jumped anyway. Well, you know, for me, um, being that I've always been very career driven, it was definitely a moment related to my career. Um, the year was probably 2017 or so. I had been working very hard trying to get promoted in the role that I was in and had recently found out that I wasn't making the next round of promotions. And um, it was very frustrated. It left me feeling very undervalued, underappreciated and, and underpaid and um, forced me to kind of step out of my comfort zone and start to advocate for myself. Wow, that's pretty amazing. And stepping out of your comfort zone is never easy. (laughs) I heard a phrase from one of my favorite motivational speakers or transformational coaches, and she said that uh, convenience and conviction cannot stay on the same block. And when she told me that, that. I was like, oh, my gosh. So that means I got to step out with my knees trembling. So tell us about (laughs) a few moments of how you had. I mean, how did you do that, though, Whitney? Tell me, how did you do that? Well, you know, you said knees trembling, and I can completely relate to that because in those moments where you make that decision to advocate for yourself, it's always scary. And I was absolutely scared, but I knew that I had deserved a promotion. I had worked hard for it. I had expressed my interest in getting promoted with leadership. And so although I was scared, I made that decision to advocate for myself. And in my next one-on-one with my manager, I asked him point blank, why didn't I get promoted? So it was a scary conversation. And, and, you know, I told some of my close colleagues about it and they were like, how are you so bold to even say that? <laughs> that type of question? But I think it's a question that needs to be asked more often. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? That made me think of something because um, a lot of times we don't feel like we can advocate or be that bold because something may happen. But when you, I mean, how did you get that strength to be able to advocate for yourself? Like, were you just the person that's going to say what needs to be said? Or like, was there any background work that you had to do to cause you to be this like, like bold person? You know, I was definitely more of the person that believed you come in, you put your head down, you work hard, and then you get promoted. And I soon began to find out that that's not necessarily true. So in my frustration, I I was motivated to be bold and have that conversation, even though it was scary. I was at a point where I could no longer stand for what was going on and feeling like I was kind of stagnant in my career. I knew that I had more to offer, more value, and um, it just kind of forced me into the position ultimately. Oh, wow. That's pretty powerful. You know, you had talked about um, not having the resources, especially as a woman of colors. Um, when you say not having the resources, can you kind of unpack that a little bit more? You know, I think that as women of color, we need to be more bold about having these conversations with each other because it's easy to look around, especially if you're in a corporate setting and not see evidence of other women of color succeeding. So the resource that I really was hoping for was just conversations with other people that had gone through what I was going through and even um, senior leadership that had made it to the places where I was trying 
them to get to um, sharing their experiences and sharing the things that worked for them and the things that didn't. Yeah, that's that's pretty powerful because, I mean, honestly, I was looking for mentorship as well. And it was really hard to find mentorship. I remember um, I, I went through this um, Women in Leadership course and they were asking me, like, tell me people that you look up to that mentored you. And like at the time, I really hadn't had any females that looked like me that could mm-hmm. really mentor me in my environment. So it was really a, t- a very lonely time as you're going up the corporate ladder, like you said, it's very, very lonely a lot of times. And you're like the only one that is feeling and experiencing the things that you're experiencing. So nobody really doesn't understand your journey and your walk. So that's really powerful. Mm So um, let's let's hear a little bit about your business. I want to hear how bold you were and how you stepped out and uh, uh, launched your business. Tell us a little bit about your business. Um, you know, another scary endeavor, but at this point I have started to embrace that fear as, as a sign that I'm doing something that's really going to challenge me and make me grow. And so, um, I, I started the company in 2021 and originally started it as professional coaching specifically around PowerPoint because I'm also certified in PowerPoint from Microsoft. Um, but then I realized there was just so much more to cover and there was so much more that I could give from my own personal journey and from conversations that I had with professional women. And so it evolved into more of an overall career co- coaching type of um, business. But my goal is to help women create happy, healthy and wealthy lifestyles. Oh, that's beautiful. Happy. Say it again. Happy, healthy, and wealthy lifestyles. Oh my gosh, that's pretty amazing. That is so exciting. I can't wait to explore more about that. So let me ask you a question. So that dream or that business, was that a business that came out of necessity or was it something that was really in your heart to do that that started emerging after you left corporate? Um, Well, actually, I was still in corporate at the time. I've left since then, but it was just on my heart to do. Um, And a a big part of it was because since I was still in corporate at the time, I felt like I had so much more to give that I wasn't able to utilize in the roles that I had been in. And also, I felt like there was a need for coaching on, at the time, like I said, PowerPoint presentation skills, public speaking, because I had personally used that as the foundation of a way to get into a lot of rooms and conversations that I otherwise would not have been able to. Well, hey, can you tell me a a story perhaps that can bring awareness about some of the challenges that you faced while you were in corporate? I mean, we don't have to use names or anything like that, but I'm just wondering to get that out there for other women in case they're experiencing those types of things. You know, I I could probably tell you a handful of stories about times where I felt I had been passed up for a promotion or a raise that I, I really deserved. But the one that I touched on earlier in particular was a situation where there were other people that got promoted over me. And they were people that didn't have the metrics I had, didn't have the experience I had, um, didn't have the same relationships or um, um, partnerships, I should say, throughout the company that I had. And 
it was a very frustrating experience to watch people, oftentimes younger guys getting promoted just because they're kind of hobnobbing with leadership and things like that. You know, they're going out to happy hour and they're, they're talking about the latest game on television. And, and for myself being an introvert, those types of things were not going to be what led me to get promoted. I wanted to lean into my experience, my expertise, the fact that I was often one of the top people on my team. And um, so it, it was a conversation that had to be had, but I had to do it in a way that was not showing my frustration as much as I wanted to, um, right. watching other people that were probably less qualified getting promoted. Um, but like I said earlier, I, I had to be bold and, and it was necessary. Well, that's awesome. Now, were there other women around you that were getting promoted to or it was more male dominated? At the time, no. Yeah, wow. there, there, our, our team in general, or even our department, I could say, was largely men. And there were a few women that were there, but they didn't seem to be actively um, pursuing promotions as much as I was. So it was a very lonely experience because I felt that no one else was or none of the other women were quite as driven as I was, or maybe they weren't expressing that they were as driven as I was the, the same way that I was. And um, so it was, I felt very isolated. Yeah. So let's, let's, let's unpack that a little bit more. When we talk about barriers, tell me some of the barriers that you faced as you were going up the ladder. And I know you've shared some with us already, but just to give some people an insight into some of the things that you have to go through to get to where you need to be. You know, I, I'm going to say the one that nobody likes to talk about, but it was definitely imposter syndrome. Mm. Um, and at that time, years ago, I didn't recognize the signs of imposter syndrome. I, I thought I was um, working my way up the ladder and doing what was necessary. But in actuality, there were a lot of roadblocks that I was placing in front of myself. And I had to recognize that I was creating excuses that didn't need to exist. You know, I would look around and say, okay, well, maybe he got promoted because he previously worked in this role and he probably knows a little bit more about this, or maybe that person got promoted because they have a degree in this. And, and at the end of the day, none of that matters. If you can do the job, if you can articulate why you should be promoted, if you have clear career goals and you've expressed those to people that have the power to make those a reality, then all of these other things have nothing to do with you. And it took me quite a while while to change the the objections that I was hearing in my own head to believe that I was the right person to step into these higher positions. So you had that inner critic in there just talking Absolutely. to you. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm a very analytical person. And so it's very easy to find, you know, little pieces of data to latch on to and say, oh, this is what the problem is. And, and that's, <laughs> rarely the case. <laughs> yeah, that, that's so good. Um, I think about that because I totally, I mean, I think all of us struggle with that, especially as a woman in the workplace, in the corporate place where you're um, going up and excelling and really making things happen. I know one of the issues that I had, it was really hard for me to talk about what I was great at. 
you know, I had this thing like, okay, I don't say that I'm not supposed to be prideful. I don't want to yes. look like I'm being, um, you know, all of that. And honestly, I am all of that. Honestly, there is greatness on the inside of me that I am awesome at doing A, B, and C. And why not just talk about it? But I noticed that many women are really afraid to talk about like, I, I love your boldness. I love how you say, look, I am this, I am this, I am so good at this. It, it's like a no brainer. But was it always easy for you to um, express your greatness like that? Absolutely not. No, I I completely agree with what you just said about not wanting to be boastful or prideful. And uh, I, I always thought that you just do the work and the work speaks for itself. And so you shouldn't have to say, hey, I was the number one person last month or this is the number of you know, accounts I closed, or these, this is the number of calls or clients I help. You shouldn't have to do that. But at the end of the day, other people are doing that and they're staying top of mind because they're, they're doing these things. They're saying these things. I, I have this saying that I like to say, um, they say the squeaky wheel gets the oil, but I say the squeaky mouse gets the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. Okay, so let's let's get into um do you have any mentors now in your life? Were you able to find the mentors that you needed to get to where you needed to be? You know, in corporate I I found myself in a position where I kind of unofficially assigned a few people as my mentors. <laughs> um, I, they were people that I would watch. And anytime there were a couple of women in leadership that anytime they would have an executive roundtable or a panel discussion, if I saw their name on the list, I would be tuned in. And even though they weren't my official mentors, I learned so much from just listening to how they talked about their careers, different obstacles that they overcame. And as much as I would have loved to have more one-on-one -on -one conversations at that time, I was not bold enough to ask for that. Um, now that I have left corporate and I'm a business owner, I have professional mentors, business mentors that I really, really lean into, um, oftentimes just to hear about the struggles that they're going through so that I can learn how to face those myself. Yeah, that's amazing. That's one thing that I found out that was such a desire of my heart. And then all of a sudden, I actually hosted this um, conversation that went kind of viral. And um, someone reached out to me that I did not know at all. And I mean, she just like totally began to lean in and just find out who I, uh, I was and put me at tables where she felt I needed to be. I mean, it was so amazing because I had never had that type of mentorship before in my career. And so it started feeling like, oh my gosh, okay, good. Now I can like go to this particular assignment. Now I can do this. I, can, I mean, it was awesome. And then I start meeting all of these other bold change agents and it just start feeling, okay, good, I'm home. I feel like I'm home now because I can actually see the challenges that they were facing and they shared their stories, just like you said. So it's pretty amazing. Now, um, as we get ready to kind of go toward the end, I want to take some time because you have so much wisdom on the inside of you, I, I can tell. So can you just encourage any of the women out there that are still in corporate America, what are some steps that they can take to um, kind of advance in the midst of corporate America? You know, the first tip I always give is to get clarity on what you want. You cannot move forward. You cannot 
um, demand change or promotion or whatever you're, you're looking for without knowing what the end goal is, where you're trying to be. So the number one thing is to figure out what your goal is. And then once you've determined what that goal is, you have to be bold enough to communicate those to people. You know, you have to have those conversations, oftentimes difficult conversations where you express this goal. And in doing so, oftentimes you open the door, just like what you were saying, for people to lean into you, for people to take you under their wing, for people to say your name in rooms that you're not a part of. Um, so you really have to be willing to do that, maybe step out of your comfort zone a little bit, and then you have to advocate for yourself constantly because it's not enough to say, okay, I want to get promoted and think it's a one-time conversation. You have to constantly look for opportunities to express your expertise, to express why you deserve to be at certain tables, to express why you deserve that promotion. And Oftentimes it kind of feels like I'm talking about myself so much. This is weird. Nobody else does this. But the truth is, yes, other people are doing it. And the more you do it, the more comfortable it will become. It's going to be difficult at first. It's going to be awkward. You're going to cringe hearing yourself talk about it. But when you get to that end goal, you'll you'll be glad that you did. So, Whitney, are you telling me that they can't just see how awesome I am and then promote me? Like, what's up with that? I should just I be wish. able to do my job. Oh, how I wish. And I spent so many years thinking that was the case. And unfortunately, no, that is not how it works. You have to be bold enough to tell people how amazing you are. And that will allow them to help you get to where you're trying to be. That is awesome. So before we do your top three uh, wisdom nuggets, I'd like to know, is there anything else you would like to share with the audience about what you do and what you can help women do? Yes, absolutely. So one of my favorite things to help people with is their job search strategy and their journey to making it into the six-figure club, um, which is something that I was blessed to be able to do before I got out of corporate. So if you have questions about how to create a job search strategy or everything from your resume all the way through negotiating that first six-figure job offer, I can absolutely help you with that. I can help you on a one-on-one -on -one basis. I have a group coaching program as well. So any, any questions you have about that, I'm here as a resource as well as someone that can really dive in deep and help you create those strategies as well. That's wonderful. So now at the end of the show, I always like to spend a little bit of time on uh, Whitney's top three. So give us some wisdom for anybody out there um, to lean into, because honestly, it's been a tough three years. And so, and probably beyond three years, but the reason why I say that is I think I saw a lot of people struggling um, within these last three years, especially with the double pandemic with, you know, COVID-19 and we had the racial injustice and there's been so, and then we all had our own personal crises that we had to navigate through and still show up to work and do the work that we were, um, we love doing or don't love doing, but still show up. So can you in these times give us three um, pearls of wisdom that would help us to move forward in the things that we would love to do? Yes. Yeah, so I, I think the underlying theme here is self-advocacy. So that's definitely my number one. Um, practice self-advocacy whenever you have the opportunity, even if it's the smallest thing. I always like to use the example of um, when you get cut in line at the grocery store you know, advocate for yourself, step up and say something. And those little tiny 
movements, those little changes in how you view yourself and how you speak to others can really, really transform your life. So in personal and professional settings, practice self-advocacy. So that's number one. Okay. Um, number two is having the courage to do scary things. I think a lot of people look around and they see confident people and they believe they were just born that way or, or they just have something amazing about them that makes them confident. But the truth is you gain confidence by doing scary things. So have the courage to take a step forward to say something you wouldn't normally say and you will build so much confidence on the back end of that. You, you just won't believe how transformational that can be. Yes. Um, and then the last one is practice gratitude. I think that this is something that um, personally transformed my life when I started to do it on a daily basis. I've heard other people talk about it. You've probably heard people talk about it. Your listeners yeah. probably have. And and personally, I was like, of course, I'm thankful. Like, I don't need to make this a daily practice. Like, I, I'm blessed to have the things and the opportunities and all of that that I have. But when you start to really listed out on a daily basis. You know, I would spend 10 minutes each morning just kind of writing out three things, even the smallest thing. You know, you might have a job that you're not happy about, but you're grateful to have a job that allows you to do the things you enjoy doing on the weekend. Express your gratitude for that. And, and when you start to do this daily, it creates a positivity in your life that just kind of exudes out of you and really will impact your life in, in amazing ways. You know what? That's really powerful. So what do you say to those people that it's really difficult for them to even find something to be grateful for? You know, because I've, I've, I've kind of run into people, you, you tell them about the practice of gratitude and they're like, well, there's nothing that I'm really great because things are so bad right now. So any advice to those folks? Start small. And st like, it might seem like the silliest thing, write something like, I'm grateful that I woke up today. You yes. know, I'm grateful that I have a car that I can get to the job that maybe I hate, but my car gets me there. I'm grateful for that. You know, um, I'm grateful for a family member that checks in on me because I'm going through a hard time. I'm grateful for a friend that lets me call them and complain if I need to get something off my chest. Like just find the smallest little things and Eventually, they will add up and they will become bigger things. And you will look back and think about how you could have expressed gratitude for things that you didn't and how you're so grateful for the things you have now. That's awesome. And then I have one more question because I love when people birth dreams. And so when you went after um, birthing your business, your dream, um, did you have the, how did you, how did you know to do that? Did you, would you, were you studying? Like what, what helped, I mean, what helped you in that direction? You know, I am lucky enough to, at the time it was my boyfriend. He's an entrepreneur by nature okay. and he encouraged me. And, and I always thought I would be one of the people that just stayed in corporate and I would probably work my way up to some executive role and I would be totally happy with that. But he, he, really poured into me and told me that he could see bigger things for me and that this was not all I had to offer. And I had complained that I felt like I wasn't offering as much as I could. So I, I leaned into the support that he provided and the support of my family and friends as well. Okay. So someone believed in you 
That's more really, than I believe to myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's wonderful. Wow. Well, I am so grateful that you blessed us today on this show, Whitney. You are amazing. And so um, um, one more last word, if you have anything for the audience, and then you can let people know how to get in touch with you. And we'll put that down in the details. Yes, absolutely. So my final word would just be start small. And whether you start with a little bit of gratitude or you start with a little practice of self-advocacy, make it a goal to start today. Thank you so much. And thank you for being on the show, Whitney. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for joining the podcast. When the Moment Chooses You is a bi-weekly podcast where I not only discuss my own passion and quest for responding to those destiny moments, but I will also be sharing inspiring stories, tips, and tools as we navigate this journey of life together. As you can see, I will also be interviewing amazing guests and risk takers with stories that seize the moment and transform their lives and those around them. My hope is to share my passion and to build a community around creating destiny moments because every heartbeat matters. Find me on social media and I'd love for you to subscribe to my YouTube channel, like and share as much as you want to. Thank you so much. And what will you do when the moment chooses you?